much covers it, Slee. You were watching film. I was getting into whatever I was getting into. We don't even need to do a show today. Chris set it all up for us. How are you feeling? Uh, good. You know, it's really focused on January 4th game versus <laughs> New Orleans. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I, I, thought, <laughs> I remember. I, I just thought there were plenty of plays there that could have could have changed the outcome of the season. So uh, <laughs> tonight I'll do January 6th game. We'll just keep kind of going. We'll just keep Poor, going through the season. Yeah, why not, <laughs> right? I mean, you can go through and you can just re, re, uh, re-litigate every single Laker game. We go through everything about what went wrong, what went, uh, what went right, and everything else. We got a million things to get to today. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. And all the guests on the show appear via the Goodyear hotline. Other than your Laker tape, how was your weekend, Slee? Yes. Nice weekend. You know, kind of yeah. slow to, for you, I bet. Well, kind of chance to kind of recharge the battery a little bit. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Saturday was nice. Just kind of kicked back. My uh, my girlfriend had a work event. Not even really a work event, but like a work dinner at somebody's house. Let's just, let me just say this. This dude knew so much about whiskey. Are you a big oh. whiskey guy? I like it. I don't know much about it, but I do like it. It's like this bottle's a Japanese whiskey, and it's aged properly. This I'm like, I don't know what is going on, <laughs> but uh, I will go ahead and happily try that. So uh, yeah, <laughs> did some did some whiskey tasting on Saturday. How yeah, about you? Okay, so you you had a three day weekend here. I did. I did. Yeah. I had a, a nice long three day weekend. It was great. I, I'm more, hold on. We'll get to me in a second. I have follow up questions about your weekend before yeah. we get into uh, the other stuff. When you said you went to uh, your girlfriend's work dinner sort of deal, mm-hmm. are you the guy that when you go to one of those work functions with your significant other that you kind of stick by her and you kind of let her introduce you and go around, or are you the guy that kind of wanders off by yourself and kind of starts just kind of owning the place on your yeah. own? Yeah, that's a great question. First of all, let me just say this. It took uh, everything I have to agree to this thing. Okay? I, don't, I don't know how you are, <laughs> but like, just, just yeah, listen. Yeah. Just listen. I mean, here we are coming <laughs> off the season, right? So I'm like, you know, there's something about not having anything to do. And sure. Bucks are about to play Miami, and this is going to be, you know, game one there. So I'm like, hey, this is perfect. I get to kick back, just watch a little Bucks Miami, and we're all good. And she kind of casually throws in, I know, but we have this thing, and I, you know, and I'm I'm bringing the dog too, and yeah, all that kind of starts piling up. Brought the dog, but I, I think it was like invitation was, hey, bring the dog. So <laughs> yeah, you can bring bring the dog, and uh, the, if Slee wants to come, he can come too. Let me it's say up to you, the, but make the sure dog the dog was comes. the dog was the focal point. Like I literally was just in the way. I was just like, <laughs> hey, that. That's nice. Um, that's good to hear about your life and everything. So, wh- how old is the dog? That's all anybody cared about. So, so once, he, yeah, go ahead. I was just gonna say, once I got there, I'm I'm okay. I'm good. Like, if she's gonna go do her thing, go do your thing. I'm I'm fine. And uh, for the most part, like, there were easily times where maybe even a half hour would go by, and I'd be like, "How's it going? Everything going good? You good? Because I'm good over here. I'm just we whiskey got the guy tasting. With the Japanese whiskey. You're you're in a pretty good spot right there. Just That's whiskey a- tasting and going in for my third serving of food while people are looking at me kind of weird. Nice, nice. See, we have this conversation on the way to everything that um, we ever go to, including unless it's somebody that I know really well that I've been around literally dozens of times. Yep. We'll have the following. Hey, listen, listen. You can't just ditch me at this thing. You the second this is this because here's what happens. We go through the front door yeah. and it's oh hey and and she's, she's gone. Yeah, off she's to gone. the races. She's and I'm just standing there like, yeah, I don't even remember anybody's name here and you're leaving me hanging. And she'll be on the ride home I'm like, "Hey, you did it again." Yeah, but I saw you talking with with Bob. I'm like, "Which one was that?" 
The guy in the blue shirt, yeah, oh, that 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 would have been nice to know his name because I had to sit there and talk with him for ten minutes. I Do didn't even know what his damn name was. Do me a was. favor. Next time you're in a position like that, just tell her. Just say, "Listen, this is what's going to happen if you put me in this spot." <laughs> I'm posting up on the couch. I'm turning the TV on. I'm cracking open a beer. I'm going to pretend like it's my own living room. I'm just going to watch the Dodger <laughs> game tonight. <laughs> That's a pretty good idea. We had to go to an event last night for my, my son, and it was a, a team function, right? One of those things where everybody gives speeches. It, it was nice. It was fine. But it was long. It was like yeah. three hours long. So the thing ends. Good night, everybody. And I literally stand up and, gra- and, and, and grab her by the elbow and say, hey, come on, let's go, let's, let, let's go. And it was like I was tearing off one of her legs. She couldn't leave. It, 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 it's anathema to her existence oh, to leave a party before everyone. I mean, we've been in other places where people are literally, the vacuum is out, they're doing dishes. It's like, <laughs> it's time to go home. They don't we should, want to. We should help, no, 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 we should help them they clean. Said, they said, no, no, they no, said, no, we should help them clean. No, 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 it's a party. That's why I go to parties, so I don't have to clean. It is. It is absolutely. Miserable. I could hear. Anyway. I, I could hear her saying. That. I could hear her saying. You know what? Let's just hang around for a little it's bit. Fine. I'm going to do the dishes. You go help them with the laundry. With the what? Susan, it's one o'clock in the morning. It's time to go home. <laughs> they don't want. No, no. It's fine. It's fine. It's it's never fine. Always be the first one to leave. Never be the last one to leave. That's a a good rule of thumb. All right. So the weekend is in the rearview mirror. The Lakers get eliminated on Thursday. I know you guys had a, a whole bunch of things to get into on Friday. You and Clinton. Yeah. Um. Does it feel any different? Are we in a better spot? Because the the more I think about it, the more confused I am about what it is that I just saw, not only this season, but this playoffs with Anthony Davis, with LeBron James's age and health. There are so many things up in the air with this team, and just one single weekend hasn't really cleared it up too much for me. I'm still very confused about where we are with this team. Well, also, too, Trev, it's like you're looking at the rest of the NBA. There's a number of teams that can win it. And I, I know Brooklyn's going to be the favorite, but James Harden left one minute into the game in game yeah. one, right? So uh, that will kind of equal, should level the playing field a little bit. And we'll see when Harden comes back and everything else. So I actually walked away more <laughs> more disappointed after the weekend. Like the weekend went by and in my head I was like, damn, we still would have had a legitimate chance to at least come out of the Western Conference and go up against any other team. So I think as the dust is continuing to settle, you know and you understood that this just there was no point this season where you felt like, hey, the Lakers are in a great spot. They're in a great position. Like, you never really had that feeling. So I think ultimately the outcome of the way it ended made sense, but that doesn't mean that you've kind of fully accepted it. That's kind of the reality of where the Lakers are. It, it was a it was a up and down season the entire way. You know, actually, Trev, this is this is an interesting conversation because you and I were going to talk about this. This was maybe two weeks ago about how the worst thing is happening to the NBA. The Lakers are proving that the regular season doesn't matter. Remember, mm-hmm. remember, we were we were kind of getting into here are the Lakers, a seventh seed, right? They're just going to walk into the playoffs and do whatever the hell they want. It's kind of interesting now. You you look back at this, and I I don't think the Lakers. I'm not saying they didn't care about the regular season, but it wasn't the priority because of health. I think next season you kind of start falling back into the lines of, no, let's get good seeding. Let's try to get home court. Let's try to play bat, you know, worse teams early on. So I, I think the whole strategy is going to be different next year. And, you know, yeah. of course, the foundation well, will be health. I, I think you saw that flow matters, right? That you need to have some sort of familiarity with the yeah. other guys on the team because they didn't. They, th- those pieces – Again, Anthony Davis and LeBron James are the great eraser. If those two pieces are are working, then whatever else is happening, I don't want to say it's irrelevant, but it's far less important. 
right? That if those two guys are clicking, whether or not Alex Caruso is finding a shot, whether or not Kuzma can do this or KCP can do that or Andre, who cares, right? If those two pieces are working, we're going to win the game. But when those two pieces are not working, and especially when you have to rely on these other guys at a, at a much different level than you typically do, I think you're right. I think, And the only way you can do that is by playing, is by having a bunch of games together. Because, you know, we know once the NBA season starts, there's not a ton of time to practice. There just, there just isn't. The schedule is compacted. They're travel, all those things. There's not a ton Especially of under this COVID, COVID environment. Right, right. That makes it even, even worse. But... You know, I heard some things over the weekend like, oh, you know, all they need to do is get healthy. All they need to do is make sure that LeBron James's ankle is fully here and let's run it back. All they need to do is make sure that Anthony Davis's groin and calf and shoulder and whatever else is giving him a hard time is fully healed and he'll run it back. And that all the, the complementary pieces don't matter nearly as much. I don't buy it. I, I don't buy that for a second. And I get it. AD and LeBron are an incredible starting point. But you look around the rest of this league. Some of these other teams are really good, and they might not have a top-line two guys like that, but the three through whatever is much better than the Lakers. And that's the part to me that you're going to have your two stars. It's what else do you have on that roster? What else do you get going? That's the number one spot. Do we have a third guy that if one of our first two guys can not go, that he's ready to step in and make something happen? Because they clearly didn't have that. I'll throw something out there because I I think this is an interesting uh, question. I I think Laker fans can give us their opinion on it too. If the Lakers kind of rolled the ball back with the same team, right? If if they started – if they came in – because you heard this a lot in these exit interviews that we felt like we had a championship team. We just were not healthy, right? So if the Lakers came back with pretty much the exact same pieces – are you comfortable with them competing with or for a championship with that team? And I'll, I'll throw that out eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Or do you want to see do you want to see some significant changes here? Obviously, see, I, outside I, of LeBron and AD. I want to jump in there right there because I don't. Well, right? you got to call for, in. For, you you got to call two, in. Okay, you can't just <laughs> hold on. Let me, let me pick up my here. phone. <laughs> I, I don't for the for the most obvious reasons. Number one, I don't like being right about this, but I was right about this. This is the beginning of the worst Laker movie you've ever seen. What we just witnessed is the opening scenes of a nightmare Lakers scenario, which is LeBron is old and hurt and all of a sudden goes from being LeBron James, we all know what that means, to being, yeah, he's pretty good, but, eh, you know, it's not what it used to be. Anthony Davis is injury prone, full stop, period. That's just a fact. He gets hurt a lot. He misses games a lot. I like that he went out there and tried to play, but he clearly wasn't, he wasn't able to do it. This is the beginning. You've traded away all of your picks. This is the beginning of, uh-oh, because what if LeBron is never quite the same again? I don't think that's likely, but it's not crazy. What if Anthony Davis is exactly what we've seen so far? Transcendent when he's right, but he's not right nearly enough. What if this supporting cast, and maybe it's not these same guys, but it's the same guys, right? A different version of these guys coming back who, look, as long as our first two guys are extraordinary, we're fine. This is the beginning of a really scary movie. Well, I, I'm, I'm not – if I'm going to answer my own question, I, I would say this. I'm not comfortable with them coming back with the same team. I'm not because, you know, I, I think we could – there's a lot of ifs that we can throw out there, and this is part of sports, right? You're right. LeBron James next season will be in his 19th season. Count the playoff games. That's 22 seasons in the NBA. Hmm. Anthony Davis, um, he is injury prone. He is injury prone. Now he's also somebody that helped – 
and was healthy enough to help win the Lakers a championship back in, uh, you know, obviously in that Orlando bubble. I'll say this. I think if there's one thing that the Lakers need more than anything at the moment is LeBron and AD need a full offseason. I think the front office needs a full offseason. I think everybody needs a full offseason. They're going to get it. They're about to get it. But, Trev, what's the difference between last season and this season? Last year, the Lakers, we all kind of knew that that's the team to beat. This year, there are a lot of teams that were chasing the Lakers, right? So teams got better in the West. Brooklyn, when the season started, added James Harden to freaking KD and Kyrie. I don't think Mm -hmm. you could come back with the same squad. I don't. I think think you do have to get better, and I'll, I'll tell you what I mean by that. Did you ever feel comfortable after LeBron and Anthony Davis about the rest of the roster? Did you ever feel like, oh no no this these are the right this is the right mix? No 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 th- these I know exactly who the third best player on this team is, and you know what he's not that far off from some of the other guys. You know you could say from LeBron AD. I never felt that with this team. You always... I don't think anybody did. I, mm-hmm. I think we kind of lied to ourselves at various different points in the season. I think we kind of told ourselves the Dennis Schroeder lie for a period of time. Like, you know what? He can be that guy. Obviously not. You know, Andre Drummond, we got him in the buyout market, and he can be that guy. And Andre Drummond's a nice player, but he ain't that, right? He, he's he, he's not Anthony Davis to where – and, again, it's not a criticism of, of Drummond to say he's not Anthony Davis. No one really is. They, you know, he's on the short list of best players in the league. But all of those guys that you saw step in, you know, we'll get into this a little bit more detailed as we move through it, but watching that Clipper game yesterday, watching Marcus Morris just channel Steph Curry for a night, make seven to nine threes, the Lakers never had that guy who said, all right, I'll make some big shots. It wasn't Paul George. It wasn't Kawhi Leonard. It was Marcus Morris making shots, and he was as much a reason they won that game as anyone else. The Lakers never had that guy step up like that. But this is this this is why I'm going to go into this. I don't think this is a bad thing because I think you got a realization of that during the uh, during the season. I think you also got a realization during the postseason that you, you can't just if you're just depending on just these two players. Um, if anything happens, your season is over. I think you could also kind of watch these playoffs and see okay what players are playing well, what teams are playing well. Like I think I think they're going to get a chance to see what they need to see and get the the rest that I think every single player on this roster, especially LeBron and AD, uh, specifically needed. So it's a disappointing season, but I don't think by any stretch, Trav, the Lakers can't put themselves in a good position to be right back there next year. That's the question. How open is that championship window next year and moving forward, especially with LeBron's age, especially with AD's injury history? How open is it? We'll get into that. Plus your phone calls, 877-710-ESPN. It's Travis and Slee. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 710 ESPN. So I'm assuming, Slee, yeah. that uh, now that the Lakers are out of the playoffs, you move your bedroll out of that back studio and you just live a uh, live a more normal existence at this point. You're not burning it on both ends. Trev, listen, man, just worry about you, okay? <laughs> you I'm worried about you. Be, you should not be. You know, it's actually funny. So tonight, you know, tonight's the only night. Mondays, I got Lakers talk. Oh, yeah. So 
So Mondays will be the only night where we got these double headers, and then after that, we're you and I are shooting the you know what, talking some sports uh, every morning. There you go. It's time for some straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Um, here's the straight talk, Lee. I don't know how open this championship window is as you look at it right now. And that doesn't mean that you can't knock it open a little bit more with your acquisitions during this offseason with some free agency things. But as you look at it, let's just say what it is. You've got an aging LeBron James who, for the very first time in his career, was hurt and looked like it. Right, we've. I'm not talking little bumps and bruises and things that you can't muscle through because no, he, he had a legitimate injury. Yeah, and it yeah. kept him out for a lot of games. And when he came back, he had to immediately shut it down again. And then when he came back the second time, he looked okay, but he didn't look like the best version of himself. Put, put it this way: put it this way on that injury. Let's say that injury happened in January. Mm-hmm. We would not have seen him for probably two and a half months. Like, like they would have let him completely let it heal. And they brought him back not because he was 100% healthy, but playoffs were about to start. There was no other reason why they brought him back. Yeah. So put that into the mix. Yep. Put into the mix that Anthony Davis, and, and I don't think this is the least bit unfair, you can't count on him. Not that he's not a great player. Not that he's not your most important player, because right now he is more important than LeBron James because of age, because of what he can bring to it. LeBron is still the quote-unquote best player on the team, but I don't think he's the most important player. And you can't count on AD you because can't of count on him. I think you, you can't you, you count can't. on him. You just can't. You just no, I, don't I think know. You, I think you can, Trav. I think you can. Because, li- listen, um, there are other players that you know are getting injured. It, it's not like Anthony Davis is the only player in the NBA that's getting injured. Now, it's highlighted more because he's a superstar, number one, and number two, he plays for the Lakers. But I'll tell you why you can't count on him. You can count on him because eight months ago, you counted on him, and he won you an NBA championship with LeBron. So I, I want to I, I get what you're saying. I know there's a cautious approach with Anthony Davis. I'm not telling you that this offseason, maybe there's things AD can do. Maybe it's got to hit the weight room and it's 10 or 15 more pounds of additional muscle. Maybe it's something on the lower body that he's got to do. I'm, I'm not saying that there aren't things that he can't do, but I think you can count on him because he's done it. You can. By the way, if you can't count on him, you just sign him to a five-year contract. I mean, you well, got to be no able choice. to count on him. You, you had no choice but to sign him to that deal, and I, and I think it's a, the right thing to do. He's that good of a player. You have to do it. My, my criticism isn't of doing the deal, but it's – Let's go back. When you say he's done it, he has. They won the championship last year in large part because he was there. But let's talk about the circumstances in that championship. This was not a start the season at the end of October, play through the middle of April, start the playoffs, go through it, win a championship. We know that it was the weirdest season in the history of professional sports. No question about it. But what did happen, and I think in retrospect, it's probably a pretty nice little blessing for Anthony Davis and the Lakers, he got to not play for two months. Mm-hmm. So whatever little bumps and bruises and nicks and injuries that he had and really everybody else had, he was able to get right and get healthy. We're not gonna, That's not going to, you know, <laughs> knocking on wood right now. Hopefully that never happens again where we have to shut it down for a period of time. But that part of it to me matters because so, he wasn't just gr- – when, when it's a traditional season, sure. you can almost set your watch by he's going to miss some time. That's just how it goes for him. So this, this is my only problem with that argument. We can't use that argument and say, but look, he had some time off before the because it goes against it, it goes against the point of saying that well, Anthony Davis 
did help the Lakers, did come through. You can so? rely on I mean, him. I mean, he, he was a huge part of it, but it was such an outlier. It was such mm-hmm. an – just – I'm talking purely schedule. I'm not saying it's an illegit – none of that Because can't I come back around and say, well, this season was also not the same thing. You only had 70 days of an off season. You know what I'm saying? Like, can I yes. also make an argument about this season wasn't normal as well? Circumstances were a lot different. I, I hate to take – take that part away from Anthony Davis because it, it it helps the argument on one side, but then we also got to use it on the other side and say, can we look at what the Lakers just accomplished or not even accomplished, what they had to go through this year because their window was so much shorter, it hurt the Lakers. Yet I, I hear you and you're not wrong, but here's the thing. This season was far more traditional than any other season that we've seen or than, than last season, right? What I'm talking about is season starts, we play it through, season ends. That break in the middle of last season, I think, was very beneficial to Anthony Davis. And the other thing that you said, and I want to take some of these phone calls coming up here in just a sec. Was it, Trav, Trav, wasn't it also beneficial to every other player in the it, league? It, for sure, for sure. But he's better than the other players in the league. And the one thing that is his, and I almost said Achilles, but I don't even mean that like euphemistically, his, he can't stay on the court. So if, if, if you take a break for two months in the middle of the season, that's more beneficial to him than it would be to say somebody like LeBron James or uh, you know, Luka Doncic or any of these other guys that are great players, but they go out and play every night. He doesn't do that. So the, the, the ability for him to be healthier because they had this weird layoff, I it worked to his to benefit. Lakers more, right. and to it worked his to his benefit, benefit. Mm-hmm. and to the Lakers' benefit more than anybody else. And, the other and thing this season do, did not work to the Lakers' benefit. No, no, because the short mm-hmm. offseason and the grind of the schedule is compa- – all of those things were the exact opposite of that. Here's the other – how many times have you said, me said, and all the Laker fans said, LeBron James spends a million dollars a year on his body, right? And that's just kind of understood. And LeBron James played 18 seasons been hurt once. Money well spent. What do we is AD in that kind of shape? Is AD in the not that he's out of shape? He's not Oliver Miller running up and down the court. Sure, but is he making that commitment to make sure that his body? I'm more. Is I'm more best? like Oliver Miller. And for those who don't know who Oliver Miller is, go <laughs> go Google image Oliver Miller, and you'll know what Travis and I are talking about. That's yeah, Trav all, and I at the uh, uh, local YMCA. Oliver Miller was not the uh, second coming of. Uh, LeBron James. Let's just put it that way as far as physique goes. Let's try our first phone call of the day. Let's go to Newport Beach and Tony. Tony, you're up with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, how are you, Travis? Good. Hey, Travis. Oh, my goodness. I was at the last Laker game. We need a new – we need a total overhaul. I agree with you. Marcus Hall can't switch on defense. He's too slow. We bought him in to – Stretch the defense. It's not working. He barely makes his threes. But the main guy, Schroeder, he turned out an $84 million contract. Now he wants to come back because he knows nobody else is going to give him that kind of money. I wanted to get your take. Would you bring Lonzo back at 20 a year? No. No. What else you got? <laughs> Another thing. When we were, yeah, last thing. You were absolutely right. We sat near the tunnel. And that last Kuzma play, when he threw it up in the air after he received the ball from uh, LeBron, LeBron just wanted to sub out. I think it was frustration more than anything. Um, I don't want to say he quit. I just think he knew the writing was on the wall with this cast that he had. They were not making any shots. Um, Dennis Schroeder needs to get in the weight room, get some weight. Because if you look at his shots, 
they all look like he's pushing the ball. Yeah, look, no there, rhythm, there, there's, there's some no stuff nothing. going on in there. I appreciate the phone call, Tony. Thank you. I don't mean to cut you off. I just want to give Slee and I a chance to respond to this. Dennis Schroeder's skinny. He's always going to be skinny. He's not going to come back looking like you know a, a, a tank. That's just yeah. how he's built. Marcus Saul's not the reason that they didn't win an NBA championship. That he didn't make threes. That he's a little bit long in the tooth at this point. That's not what it's about. It's about LeBron. It's about AD, and it's about the the supporting cast collectively. In my estimation, Slee. And, and I think Tony, what he mentioned right there was, yeah, he does think they need an overhaul. As that, as in those role players that we're talking about, he's not that comfortable rolling the ball back out. Can, can I say this? And I'm going to always, you know, emphasize this. I was a fan of the moves the Lakers made in the offseason. I was mm-hmm. complimenting what Palenka did. Now, it's it's kind of unfortunate because are we really truly going to know what that team could have done when Anthony Davis didn't play for two and a half games and then they lost three games in a row against the Suns? We're really not going to, right? Like, how are we really going to know in a deep playoff run what all those players would have been with Anthony Davis there? Same thing if in the bubble. If Anthony Davis got injured in the bubble, we would have been looking at all the role players saying, yeah, these are not the guys. But one of the things last year, and I think this has to be more of approach this upcoming season. We got younger this offseason, and I think we got more talented. But I don't necessarily think that gave the Lakers a good chance to win the cha- a better chance to win a championship. I almost want to go back to what we did last season, where you had a ton of veterans, guys have been in the league for a long time, championship experience, kind of can go through the ups and downs of a season. I think we need more of that this upcoming year, and the the talent still needs to be there. But I, I think that. Um, we lost some incredible experience that I think you could tell started weighing on the Lakers as the season progressed. Yeah, there needs to be a plan B, right? The plan B doesn't need to be, okay, if Anthony Davis misses 40 games, what do we do? That's not what I'm talking about. If he misses 40 games, then you're cooked, right? That's just the it, That goes for almost anybody in this league if you lose one of your best players. What I'm talking about is who, who can grab us a game here and there? Who can be that guy occasionally? That's what the Lakers really have not had. That that's the part to me, Slee, that is concerning. Pre-game, Trev. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're pre-game for Max. <laughs> it's fine. I'll take that. I'll take I'll take pre-game um, for Max as opposed to post-game in the middle of the night. That's fine. This well, is better. Th- this is uh, the funny part is. I think I mentioned this to you like two weeks ago. I had Max on. I'm like, Max, well, I hear your promo saying that Mason Ireland are the post-game show for your show. So then are we the pre? He's like, yeah, if you guys can preview what I'm going to be talking about, and then Mason <laughs> Ireland could react to what I said. Perfect. I'm like, absolutely, Max. Just let us know. Let us know. <laughs> All right, so you know that um, participation is key on this show, right? So we're going to take some phone calls coming up in a minute. And this isn't me calling out our listeners, but I'm going to need a few more Astleys. I have enough. And I have some good ones, but I'd like a few more. I'd always rather have a few extra in my back pocket than not have enough. So hashtag Ask Slee. You can send them to Al uh, at Alan Sleeway. You can send them to me at Travis Rogers. That's coming up in about 10 minutes from right now. But right now we're talking about the Lakers and what they need to do and what they've gotten right and what isn't right and what they – and I'll be honest, the the window, right? That's how we look at these things now, yeah. Slee. The window to me has one of those sticks on it, you know, that mm-hmm. pins the window in the, in the frame, and you can only open it about two inches at the bottom to get a little breeze but you want to keep the bad guys out so you have the stick in the top that's kind of what it feels like it's open but i don't know if it's open enough for like somebody oh i don't know me sized to slide through that little opening at the bottom that's you know what it is you know what it is for me it's a screen door we have the screen door (laughs) wide open beautiful summer day breeze is coming in um you know chav i i 
I was looking at this, and I, I think this is going to have to be. I get the whole spread the wealth with the role players, right? You you try to get like three, four, five guys, whatever the case is. You mm-hmm. know, I think they got to do this upcoming se- uh, upcoming off season. I'm not saying this is going to be an easy route or anything like that, but I don't think it's unrealistic too. Let, let's use a guy like um, Dennis Schroeder. The idea was you get somebody that is at the right age that can be on this team for a few years. That was kind of the concept and the idea. In my opinion, you got to throw all that stuff out. I, I don't think you could really – Stop thinking two, three years down the road. You just can't right now because the window you're talking about every single day that goes by, it does get closer to be shut. So I think if there's ever a time that all those chips got to go to the center of the table, it's this upcoming year. Because I don't know what happens after this season, but I'll throw a couple names of some unrestricted free agents this upcoming summer. Okay. Okay. Lakers were obviously trying to go after, they were trying to make a run at Kyle Lowry, right? Sure. A player like that who's further down in his career, but he's got a ton of playoff experience, but he's not the all-star that he was two, three years ago. Uh, DeMar DeRozan is another one of those players. I don't know how much money these guys are going to demand, but that's a true third star, but it's not on the level of LeBron and Anthony Davis. I think they need somebody like that because I don't know how much you could depend, like you mentioned, on an 82-game grind for somebody like Anthony Davis. They got to go get a vet. I don't need a. I don't think the Lakers need a Lonzo Ball, a twenty-five-year-old. Twenty. No, no, no. They need a vet who's been there, who's done it. Playoff experience, in my opinion. I think that's a part of it. But I, I'm going to put a really fine point on this. Their window is as open as LeBron James's window is. If LeBron's window is getting narrower, then so is the Lakers because it will go as LeBron goes. Anthony Davis has proven he can't do it alone. He can do it with another great player. Right, And that's not a great criticism of Anthony Davis. That's a fact. Very, very few guys can just take some dudes and go get it done. LeBron happens to be one of those guys. But if he's one of those guys that was one of those guys and not is one of those guys, then we're having a totally different conversation. Because if LeBron is your complimentary piece as opposed to your number one piece, I don't know. And and, and we – the I don't that's why you got to stack. But that's the point, Trav. That's why you got to kind of stack the table here. Well, that's because, right because we because you're right. Asked this before. We, we mm-hmm. it's always been assumed LeBron was going to come back and look like he was in the past, even as he got older, even as what did you say, twenty three seasons in the league, if you count playoff time, he still was showing up and was still that guy over and over and over again for the first time ever. I think it's a fair question. What you can't have this upcoming year is you're depending on LeBron James to do everything like you've depended on LeBron James to do everything. So it's one thing if LeBron's got some true players around him, what I'm talking about there is maybe a vet like I'm talking about and some actual shooters. He's going to get 12 dimes a game. He's he's not going to have to do everything on the offensive end. The problem is the Lakers depended on LeBron to do everything again this year. He's got to get to the paint. How many times were we complaining? Well, he's not getting to the basket enough. Well, the dude is basically limping on one foot. What do you want him to do? You can't have a season where everything's still on his shoulders. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance, and guests on the show appear via the Goodyear hotline. Let's try another call here. Let's go out to Riverside. And Don, Don, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on? Hey, I just wanted to make a couple uh, points. So no one's talking about the first year LeBron was in here when he pulled his groin. So that's one year. The second year, like you said, Travis, they got a break in there. So I think that helped him. And then this third year, he's hurt again. And then now you got Davis. I think we're in trouble. I think we're locked up with some money. It's about like it's going to be – I think that one championship is going to cost us probably about four or five years. That's what I think. 
Don, but, appreciate, appreciate you calling in. Can, but this is what kills me, Travis. We cannot casually, so casually just say, well, last season Lakers caught breaks. They won the championship. I mean, for sure. you know, you know who else caught breaks? Toronto caught breaks when Golden State was injured. Okay, um, I don't know how this season's going to play out, but let's just say James Harden can't go in another team other than Brooklyn. One, that team will have caught breaks. Breaks are part of it. By the way, the Lakers. I'm not saying Miami was going to beat the Lakers, right? Bam Adebayo was out in and out of the lineup. Goran Dragic, uh, what was in and out of the. Line- this happens in sports. Lakers, if you remember back in the uh, the Lakers Celtics days in the in the run that the Lakers had with um, with Kobe and Powell, uh, Bynum wasn't healthy, Ariza wasn't healthy. Then Kendrick Perkins couldn't go in Game Seven. These happen. They do, but I think that they're 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 different lanes on the same road, right? That you you to, to win a championship, you got to get a, a couple of things bounce your way. Sure. Right, you got to you got to have a couple of good breaks along the way, and the Lakers did last year, and they took advantage of it, and they won a championship, just like Toronto did, as you mentioned, just like if somebody beats uh, Brooklyn this year, they'll have got a good break. That's one lane on the highway. the The lane right next to it, though, is that. What happens with our guys, regardless of breaks? Are they able to overcome bad breaks? Are we in a position where we have to catch a break to go win this thing? And I think that's where the Lakers find themselves right now, that are we just good enough because we're good enough, or do we need to cross our fingers and hope that really for the first time Anthony Davis can get through a whole season without getting hurt? Do you cross your fingers and hope that LeBron James going down for the second time in the last three years? And that groin injury a couple of years ago, I kind of chalked that up into a different category. I think had the Lakers been in the mix, he probably goes and we'll see something a little bit different. But these aren't necessarily just bad breaks. This is the reality of where you are right now and how do you address it? I uh, I, I, I kind of find myself, and I think the rest of the playoffs are going to be intriguing, and we're going to get into, we got a lot of uh, part of this Clippers conversation that we're going to get into. We're going to do that after Ask Slee. But there's there's a intriguing factor to the rest of the playoffs, and I think this is going to benefit the Lakers of getting a real offseason to obviously seeing what other teams and what other players do. And do I think they got to get better in the offseason? I do. I, I really actually do. I, I think that ultimately, if you come back with the same team, I think you're, you kind of put yourself in a tough spot. But let me just say this, Trav. If AD was healthy, let's just say he was healthy, you think they come out of the Western Conference? Yes, I do. But yeah, I do the, too. The, the question is the problem. It's but, not but, if because the the question of is AD healthy, no one knows. And anybody says, oh, he's going to be fine moving forward. You don't know. Nobody knows that. But you don't know that you know, about with, any of the players. No. Nah, well, yes and no. You you know that a guy like LeBron James was going to come back and be really healthy. That's why it was so extraordinary that he wasn't. You know that a guy like Steph Curry is going to come back and play. You know that James Harden, he's a bad example, but there are other guys that come back and that their their, their injury history is not in their first line of their wiki page right if we're talking about anthony davis the opening line is anthony davis is one of the best players i'm not in the worried about it who has trouble staying on the floor i'm not worried about it i'm Why? really not he's, he's I'm never not worried really about been it. the guy that stayed on the floor because how many for, how many more games does he have to miss like, let me tell you I, I, i'll tell you why because if our now that doesn't mean that he doesn't got to figure out stuff in the offseason if there's you know you were given the example of lebron spending a million dollars on his body whatever the case is i'm mm-hmm. not saying the dude doesn't have to address it but what i'm saying is Anything can happen in the league with any of these players. There was a time where KD was – he's playing every single game. There was a time where Klay Thompson was playing every single game. 
injuries happen. So for us to – But those for, guys, Slee, weren't constantly missing games throughout their entire career. Anthony Davis has. I think there is a perception. I, I went back and looked at this. Don't count last year's bubble because that was such an awkward season. Don't count this year because this year was such an awkward season. He was still playing 80% of the games of the regular season. So I, I don't know, and this is in his past with the, with the Pelicans. He had some games where he was playing – when I say significantly less, I'm saying like in the 60 numbers, and then other games where he was around 75. I think we've also, and I don't, I'm not saying the perception is wrong, but I think it, it can get blown out of proportion a little bit. What a better way to start the week than with Ask Slee. That's coming up next. Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN. And just want to throw it out there, Slee, that yeah. uh, you forgot to mention Ask Slee in your preview of the show. Your, your preview of the show comes out about 8.30 most mornings, yep. Yep. and you never put Ask Slee in there. What's up with that? So there's certain uh, moves I make strategically, and <laughs> okay. I know that you're going to spend – here's the thing. When you promote the show and it's a day that we do Ask Slee, you don't even promote anything. You, you, there's it's nothing even on about. there. It's the only thing you care about. So I'm like, maybe I'll throw in a little bit of content because I know Travis is going to have no content. He's just going to throw in Astley. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear more driven. Here we go, Slee. This is from Darb, and it says, you're headed to a graduation party. What are you giving the graduate? Cash, writing a check, gift card, asking for a Venmo account, or giving an actual gift? Hashtag Ask Slee. What's the go-to graduation present? This is a cop out here. I should come up with something more creative, but probably cash. Probably no, that's cash. That's a great answer. Is have, it? Has, has anybody ever received an envelope full of cash and gone, oh, thanks? But think about no, it. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> like here you are. It's a it's a graduation. You know, maybe you give it some time. You sit back and you say, what kind of book can I give them that's going to help them in their life? Instead, I'm giving them like, hey, just go to Amazon, like whatever you need. You don't yeah. give like any Whatever. like worldly advice for the next, you know, for the next college, for the next level right. of their life or something. That's what we should be doing. I think it depends on what we're graduating from. Like for instance, my daughter, as we all know, just graduated from high school, and that's there we some go. Cash. That's maybe like a sweatshirt of wherever it is you're going to school. So something like that, right? Yeah. But college graduate. I'll never forget my college graduation. We had this nice party. My my <clears> mom and dad were there. My brother, my grandparents. It was a very very nice and. So we go back and we're opening some gifts and all it was it was there's like it was a briefcase. It was a gift certificate to go buy suits. It was all of these things that like, well this all sucks. You know, <laughs> these are just things that I don't I don't want to have to go do it. This is all real life. I think and this is a long time ago, so yeah. I know you wouldn't do it. But you know what I got as a gift? An alarm clock for God's sakes. <laughs> they, 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 I get it. My life is over. All of the good stuff is in the rearview mirror. Oh, I don't need awesome. suits and alarm clocks at this point. I, uh, I I remember, and this happens every Christmas. You know, whatever I get from like my mom and my family, it's all the same stuff. It's all it's like another tie I'm not gonna wear. Okay, another <laughs> shirt that's way too big. And I'm like, guys, guys, I get it. Macy's had an awesome sale, but I'm good. I don't need that stuff. I'm not 17 anymore. <laughs> all right, here's the next one. This is from Drew in West LA, and Drew writes. My lady watches a lot of British TV and is now starting to talk with a British accent. How should I approach this situation? Hashtag Ask Slee. Jump right in. Get your work on your British accent. Make it a thing where it becomes so annoying that then she stops doing it. Like you could kill this <laughs> thing. I like that. I yeah, like you the could kill this the defense thing. into offense. That's strong. Yeah, you, you start calling her love. Like when you put your, you pass the margarine, love. 
Some stuff like that. I'm telling you, you do that for a solid five minutes, ten minutes at most. She's like, this is the stupidest shtick we've ever done, and I'm done doing it. Care for a stroll, love? Uh, Would you like a biscuit with her tea, love? She will second guess everything. By the way, that's not bad. Really good pretty accent. Good, Trav. Yeah, yeah that's thank pretty you. good. I, I'm pr- I don't know if you guys have noticed, but I'm pretty great at voices. Can you messy, do a British, British messy, accents. a British messy voice? Hey, hey, would you care for a spot of tea, love? That sounds like David Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they call everybody uh, love? I never quite understood that. Anyway, uh, that's, that a good, good. that's a good question. Here's another one. How does Slee handle a, quote, burrito with a broken tortilla situation? Ooh, that's a great question. So this is one yeah, of the – That's heartbreaking. Is, that's a not bad a good – You that's got a the burrito. Bad You take situation. a bite, and all of a sudden there's a hole in the side. It's like a boat that's taken on water. It's Your burrito is sinking. What do you do to save the ship? Well, listen – uh, if you're if you're in a position to get another tortilla and and fix it, you know that that's one thing you could do. You got to now got to go double tortilla. But here's the problem, Trav. As you know, you just need one layer of burrito. Like now, what am I having? Just all tortilla, and I, I could barely taste the meat. So that's an issue. <laughs> um, you might have to just kind of put it down. And just kind of, you know, do some pieces here because how else are you going to do it? I mean, maybe you go upside down. Yeah, well, it depends on what's going on. You can make, if you're at home, you can turn it into a bowl situation, right? Like when you get a blowout on the side, you drop it in a bowl, and now you have a you have a burrito bowl with a tortilla. Actually, more healthier. No, no, no. Where's the hole? That's the question. Where's the hole? Let's assume it's right in the side, right? You get one of those tears. How high up? Now, now the salsa and the meat and the bean there—it's all falling halfway down. You know what I'm doing? No, this is what I'm doing. I'm kind of tilting it now to the left, and I'm eating the burrito to where the hole is facing upward. Okay? <laughs> You're eating it like a corn on the cob? Just here, no, no, here, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm trying to get to a position where at least it's only the upper half of the burrito that's the issue. So By like the time you take I the get first halfway bite, in. You might take the first bite, and you might get the hole. Uh, if, no, 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 that's that's too dangerous. I'm still starting from the top, but I'm saying I'm getting down to where I can make sure that the second half of my burrito is back to normal. I want to give you guys a million-dollar idea, and anybody out there can steal this because it needs to happen. There needs to be some sort of, like, burrito tape where you can, like, take a piece of a tortilla and tear it off and patch the hole. Edible burrito tape. <laughs> right. That's what that's what it needs to be. Oh, this is bre- breaking news right Just here. wrap it up with a burrito tape. Just wrap it up. Uh, 710 ESPN resident Englishman David Kent has just told me that my British accent is fantastic and I should keep doing it. <laughs> so it says that was something something awful. We'll just we'll just leave it at that. Don't listen. And keep it moving. We need to have Funch, We got to create something. It doesn't have to be every day. It doesn't have to be three times during the show. Maybe once a week, Trav can bring out an accent, a different accent, because this is kind of. I, I don't. I think we know what he his capability is on the food side. I did not know that he has this wide wide array of different voices that he can uh, he could bring out to the show. Wait till I break out a my whole new career, phone. voiceover actor. All right, here's another one. This is from Gfish21. Oh, I need a little back. I need to know if you have the back. You know the movie The Naked Gun, Slee? Yeah. Okay, good. So let's start with this. This is Gfish21. In the movie The Naked Gun, mm-hmm. the Angels play the Mariners at Dodger Stadium. Why? <laughs> Hashtag asks Lee. <laughs> oh, that is good. Very good question. Why are they playing the <laughs> – It's the equivalent of 
Lakers and uh, Lakers playing in Portland or no, something. No, it couldn't be the Lakers because the, the Dodgers are the Lakers in this situation. You have to find two B teams. So mm-hmm. it would be the Chicago White Sox playing the Twins in Detroit. <laughs> That's what it would be like. <laughs> I never noticed that. Really? I oh, just, so, so, but, it's been, but it's been so long since I watched the movie. Yeah. Naked Gun, I mean, it's a classic, but it's just been so long since I've watched it. Here, Here's the problem, and this is a, a pet peeve of mine. I yeah. have, when it comes to sports movies, and I get that The Naked Gun is not a sports movie, I understand it, but if there's a scene, if you get a technical aspect of that wrong, it's going to jump out at me and the movie really? is ruined. You can't, like for instance, Bull Durham is a <laughs> great movie. The movie is movie. ruined. It is, and I love Bull Durham, and it's a really good movie, and mm-hmm. Kevin Costner, what makes that movie work is that Kevin Costner can swing a bat. Kevin mm-hmm. Costner can throw a baseball. It looks right. And you're like, okay, this really feels like I'm watching a minor league baseball team. And then they show Tim Robbins throw like he just got dropped from another planet That's and never point. seen a baseball in his life. That's a good point. No, that there, there's something to that. Sometimes I'll see, like, basketball movies or whatever the case is, or there's a scene of, you know, guys, let's say they're playing some basketball, whatever the scene of the movie is. I'm like, what the hell was that? Why are you guys – put the ball down, bro. No. <laughs> yeah. Matt run the Davis offense. A golf club, for <laughs> run, <instance>. run the <laughs> offense. <laughs> All right, here's another one. This is from Max Power. It says, how does Slee firmly yet politely shut down a conversation with a chatty Uber driver? This is important. Go. Um, bro, I'm not going to do good at this. It's going to be too rude for me. I'll probably just let the guy talk. I, I'm not, I'm not going to shut him down. I can't shut him down. What am I going to say? What am I going to say to the guy? Well, see, you don't have to say anything. And, and quite honestly, that's the move. You just you don't respond to him. Do you pull out your phone, and just stare at it, or something? That that's fine too. Or you they'll just get kinda, the hint uh, when you, when it's silent. Uh, uh, you just kind of grunt some responses back. And oh, now there are some guys that are just going to power right through that and keep talking anyway. Can I tell you my move to make? Well, can see, I can I can I ask you a quick question? Sure. Why do Uber drivers just like? There's so many conversations that come out of a drive and it yeah. in a sense it's like they're even their personal conversations what's going on here yeah it, it, i don't know i, I it's not my cup I'm of just, tea i'm just trying to get to studio city like what, what are I we just, doing I here just want, i just i just want to go somewhere and i want to have a few drinks and not worry about driving back can you just please get me there please here's the move so you have to you have to go on the offensive this is what you do and i this is one of my favorite my friends give me a hard time about this all the time get in the front seat that throws them off like crazy. That's a power move. It is. It's That's great. That's a power so, move. Because I'm tall and mm-hmm. because I am a man of a certain carriage. This is an most, alpha move. This is most, an alpha move right here. Most back seats don't work for me, right? Unless it's a very big car, the back seat is not super. So I don't even – I open the front door and start getting in and say – is this okay? And then I sit down. No one has ever said no, it's not. And then once you're six inches from that guy, they really don't want to. Second They just, just want to get you out of the car as quickly as possible. Second move, you go to their phone and turn off their Bluetooth. <laughs> you go to your phone, turn on your Bluetooth. You make calls, personal calls on their speakers through their car. I like it, Trav. You're basically coming in saying, this is my car. This Take is over. my car for the next 11 minutes. Power move. One more. This is from LSU Lala, and he writes, Slee gets invited to your place for brunch. What does he show up with? Hashtag ask Slee. What are you bringing to my brunch, Slee? Uh, brunch. Well, you're going to take care of the food, so I'm not going to worry about the food. I'm going to bring snacks, all right? I'll bring stuff like the uh, – I'll bring, like, the the side stuff, okay? Whatever the side stuff is. Come on. 
I'll bring some like uh, I'll bring some donuts, something like that. Something donuts. Those donuts a brunch. Yeah, that's well. It, it, I mean, we're, it not, is. we're not we're not on a on a seven a.m. sales meeting call. We don't need hey. donuts. We're having brunch. We're getting a little fancy. Yeah, but you're going to do your thing, whatever you're doing. I'm going to bring. What are you going to you going to turn down a donut? Uh, you know, believe it or not. Believe it or not, donuts are not high on the list of Travis Rogers must-haves. I'll eat one. Don't get me wrong. I'll eat one, but they're they're kind of in the middle of the road. I don't have to have it. Bring, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you too. Like, hey, what what do you need me to bring drinks wise? Am I bringing some Bloody Marys? Am I bringing like, what, what is it that you want me to bring on that end? No one has ever knocked on my front door and had a bottle of wine or something in their hand that didn't make me smile. That's just that, that is always the way. To, hey, I just thought you know maybe we could get into something like this. Yeah, that sounds good. Let's put that right over there. We're going to get into that in just a. <laughs> couple of minutes. All right, there's the latest edition of Ask Slee. That was a good one, Slee. We got Ubers. We got to, uh, brunches. We got a whole bunch of things going on. The Clippers have another round going on. If they win, what happens to them in this city? That's coming up next. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.